All right, so we're here with the Silly Hat Society Part 2. If you don't know about the Silly Hat Society, we recommend going back and listen, listening to the first one, and then you'll have a better background of everything. But, but I'm sure it, Greg here will give you if, a little bit of a background. If you did not, and you're just tuning in here, we have our buddy Mealy. He's gonna be. He doesn't. Ha- he doesn't have any of the information from the first two hours either. So I'm gonna go through right now today. This is the Royal Bumble. This is just a look back at what the the Joe Biden's campaign, the DNC primary process, starting way back in 2015, or sorry, 2019. Yeah, we're already going back to Trump's era. <laughs> um, one of the big issues with this is you have Fox not wanting to admit that Joe Biden's actually president yet. So they're not addressing. The, like putting the hit, what is the history books going to write? Like when we go back in 20 years from now and you read what Joe Biden's campaign strategy was, I want this to be it, I guess. CNN's not telling it because Dude, as you're going to gonna honest, find out. I still don't know. I, I don't know what's going we're on. Gonna, we're going to see if we can find in his timeline the point when it just kicked, when we knew <laughs> that Joe Biden was our guy. I, I don't, I've been going over it a bunch of times. I can't find it. I'm hoping you guys do. The whole, this all started with the reason we got this silly well, hat. COVID would be. COVID was when he jumped from what we would no, consider a no, second tier we're, to we're, first we're, tier. We're going to get to that. We're going to get right. to that because it was, it, was, it was in – the timing is very important there. Okay. But this starts off at the very beginning. We go back and refer to the unity reform compromise a lot in the last show. All that did, long story short, I talked to you about this earlier, Amelie. Mm-hmm. Um, the superdelegates were moved to the second round. Bernie Sanders supporters championed it as a victory. They would not get a say in the first ballot election. So they wouldn't be able to come in and say, Bernie won New Hampshire, but more of the superdelegates voted for Hillary, so technically Hillary won. That was not going to be a thing. The superdelegates would only be activated if no candidate is able to get half of the original delegates. So they got to win half of the vote. If you win, but you only get 45%, that is not the majority to win on the first ballot. This is where the Bernie Bros made a huge strategy. Cata- cataclysmic, like yeah. like it, it to a point where it's so dumb. I have trouble believing that paid people made it. I have trouble like Trump and the Republicans accused Bernie of being basically a plant. Mm-hmm. I if you look at the board, we're gonna have this posted online. If you look at um um Bernie, he's blue. Biden not covered in, not colored in. All the other guys are red. Now, the red is connoting, like, that is denoting what I deem to be an establishment candidate. An establishment candidate is a super delegate or a special delegate, a top-tier guy that is going to do what the DNC says. If the DNC says pull out, pull out. If the DNC says stop this message, they stop this message. You they, didn't think Biden was one of them guys? No, and this is what's very, the, po- the thing to point out here is I always kind of viewed Biden as, like, a little bit of a, like, a lackey. A DNC like fall guy, essentially. It's he could have. I mean, D- Biden has been in DC for forty years. Mm-hmm. He has been the senator from Delaware, and that is as. And that's what I was with the silly hats here, Mealy. That is the way the hats work. The smallest ranking person in the party, the voter. If you are not getting paid money by the DNC, then you are a bottom. You are bottom tier. You're just a registered Democrat. So the goal is to turn you out, but you just have the only vote, the only say that you have in the Democratic Party is you get to cast, as far as the president, you get to cast a vote every four years when you're, if your state's primary is even relevant. A lot of times states are done, like the election's done before it even gets to your state. But once every four years, you're going to get to cast a vote for president. Now that's supposed, it's supposed to be equal to everyone else. But as you see in the DNC society, it's not. They have a whole different class, the superdelegates, which just get appointed without having to run for anything. 
So the delegate that represents me is what will happen is in our district, the primary comes and I'm going to go a, a vote for Joe Biden. There will be three or four people that run to be Joe Biden's delegates in Greensburg. And if Joe Biden wins, those delegates will be sent to the convention. So those delegates represent the 3,000 people in that district. So when they go there, basically your vote is one three thousandth of theirs. So it's like between the 3,000, we're going to pick one of us to represent our, rep at the big convention at the end of the year. Now, normally, Silly Hats comes up because that's all the convention is. It's a formality. There's no drama. Since 1968, it's been literally uneventful. It is just they wear very big hats like, like you see in um, British weddings or royal weddings because it is. It's like all the, all the royalty. All of the highest ranking Democrats, if you're ever going to get a chance to yell at Eric Swalwell or yell at Hillary, it's going to be at this convention. Because that's the only time where they all meet in one place to make the great decision on who will, who will be our president. And it's mostly a beauty pageant. And they won't even let candidates in if they don't agree with them. No. Even if they get votes, because Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Greg's, bull, or Greg's girl, uh, she had delegates and wasn't invited to the convention. Really? Yeah. So, so now... Sticking with yeah, we will get that. We're going to be there real quick. Um, so the, now, so the the silly hat system is only matters on one day. Essentially, we're all supposed to for the first ballot. All of our votes are the same. On the second ballot, the all of a sudden those super delegate hats get a lot bigger. They aren't just a silly hat anymore. They have a weight that is up to twenty thousand times as strong as you, the individual voter. And in a second ballot, they get to make decisions. They, they, they don't pick, like the history of brokered conventions up until 1954, I believe, I want to, 52 or 56, there was a two and three chance that you would have a brokered convention. A brokered convention is just when the delegates don't agree on a majority, they might have three people that they like it like one third, one third, one third. They have to keep recasting ballots until they come to 50, half of the delegates on one person. Now, this can take 112 ballots two weeks. This could take three. This could take 15. And usually, not usually, always, if you are one of the original candidates going into the convention with delegates and you don't win, you're not going to get, like Bernie, if he came in with 40, you're not going to get some of the other delegates to come to you. Essentially, you already had a chance to get 50. You ran and lost. Yeah. The people who they sub in are people who haven't been damaged. Like, in this case, I was thinking it was going to be Hillary Clinton, but it could have been Cuomo. Cuomo would have been the perfect person where if he had to run a long primary and get beat up by other Democrats and shown for a piece of garbage that he is, then he'd never win in a general. That's what happened right. to Hillary. Is Hillary thinks that if she only had to run for like three months, then they wouldn't have been able to hammer her and pick apart her record as badly and, and might go through each deal. She, uh, they make the same argument for Mitt Romney on why Mitt lost to Brock, is that primary was just too long. The, the convention happens at the end of summer, three months before the, uh, the presidential election. So if you were going to sneak someone in that has no hits, that would be the time to do it. I was thinking that since the establishment knows that and they know that their candidates can't go the distance, they would want to intentionally break the convention. The way that they would do that is make it so no one can get to 50. They make it so there are so many competitive candidates that it's just a bunch of little factions. Like months 25% for Buttigieg. 20% for Warren, 35 for But this is really short-term thinking, right? Because if you put somebody in with a terrible record like Hillary Clinton with three months to go and she does win the election, you're pretty much assuming you're not going to get reelected in four years, right? The big, the big um, 
the the thing that made me not trust my theory as much at the beginning is because it seemed like it would be party suicide. Yeah. Where if you were to let Bernie win, even if Bernie won just, just by 35, 30%, and you take it from him and you give it to Hillary or an establishment candidate, you were gonna, I mean, you already didn't get the Bernie. You lost because you didn't get the Bernie vote in 2016. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to get him against you actively voting for the other team. I, I, that's why I was writing the paper trying to say, listen, we can't do a broker convention. The delegates don't know they're going to have to negotiate. In order for I, I, the idea of a broker convention sounds fun if everyone knew they were getting into it. If you knew that you weren't going to make your presidential pick one year before the election, you were going to pick someone in your community that you trusted, that you liked, and you were going to let them go and make a decision. Which is the way our system was designed from the get-go, but people don't know that today. People think we're a democracy, and they think their voice is a direct vote towards the candidate. One person, one vote. One person, one vote. Democrats want, they want to get rid of the electoral college. Mm -hmm. But now do you look at the game that they play, and the superdelegates get an extra seat. Now, there is nothing stopping a superdelegate from running to be a regular delegate. If we eliminated the superdelegate position, Nancy can still be a delegate. She just has to run in a district that she already wins. How hard would it be for these politicians to become a delegate in their own party? Like, that's just winning a primary. Mm-hmm. What does that do, though? That gives the people a chance to have primaries. In some of these gerrymandered districts, maybe when people get the vote for themselves, they don't pick the House of Representative guy that's been there for 40 years. Maybe they pick someone that they know a little bit more intimate, intimately, a little bit more personable, someone they view as a negotiator. Like that would, and if you're the establishment, God forbid you have to run another race, you got to potentially get beat. To me, that's a good thing. That should be encouraged. But if you're the establishment, you want that district to be no heat. You don't want to have James Clyburn taking all this pressure and then get a tough challenge from a Republican who tries to scoop the people who do not, were not satisfied by the Clyburn decision. So there's a whole vested interest in them putting themselves in this big seat that's worth they get to say that's the same as the delegate that's representing you and all your neighbors but th- this this person is equal under the understanding that peer review that they're going to let all the people vote and as long as we pick what they want joe biden then they don't need to correct us but if we don't pick who they want then the superdelegates come in then they'll break the convention and that that to me is the, the, that that's more of a stick up that, that that's that's a hostage like that that's not peer review that's basically the illusion of having freedom. You're letting right. the Bernie Sanders people think they have a chance. When on all reality, you know you're going to take it to them, take it from them at the last minute. And it's written in, it's, it's written, it's codified. Mm-hmm. There was nothing we could do to change it, but I was hoping by raising awareness to it that in 2008, Obama managed to clinch the election by bringing up Hillary was doing her superdelegate thing too. And Obama's like, hey, we're not counting these dumb things, are we? And sure enough, and within a couple months, within a couple weeks, the election was subsided. They knew you're not going to, I guess, would you view Obama merely as an outsider or an insider when he was elected? I mean, I was really unaware back then. I would say, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I was into, like, the, the inside-outside term. I definitely wasn't getting tossed around like it is today. Um, yeah, I didn't even view politics in that manner. I, yeah, I mean, I, he definitely that was, was the first what, race what I was I, involved in. I think what I would say is like he definitely like people. He was very popular with people. Yeah, you know, he was like charismatic. You know, I guess the, the an answer was I was from tr- the city. The, the, like the answer I was trying to lead there because that's was, that was just a leading question. Um, was I that he, <laughs> no, he he's he was perceived and still is as an outsider by many. But in all reality, he was just a tier two superdelegate. 
-hmm. He was a senator. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like when we, when I say Donald Trump's an outsider, he had no hat. Donald Trump uh, had okay, no yeah, when he came right. in, he saw the Republican silly hat game and crashed and, it. And they kind of set it up that way by having Hillary run against him. It made it look like she was the chosen one, and then the, yeah, Barack Obama dethroned her. Yeah, the, right? the, the young, mm. like charismatic, the exact opposite of Hillary in every in every sense, and sold it to young people as an outsider. Yeah. You're not voting for some DC lifer. You're voting for a young up and coming. And we all know the majority of people our age. We all wanted to see somebody of color be the president. I, I, Obama you know? was the cool president. I was I, yeah. I was a senior in high school at that mm -hmm. time, and it's like if you didn't support Obama, that's not like you're an outcast. Yep. It wasn't, and we all wanted to be a part of history. Yeah, like know? like uh, everything. But at the same perfect. time, it was it, a perfect uh, scenario. What's important there is basically Hillary was the top tier candidate. It was the one that the the to I, this is what's confusing about the way I um explain it in the longer podcast is. It's very tough to differentiate between top-tier Democrats and second-tier. Top-tier and second-tier are all DNC highly ranked elected officials, national. Not like your, um, your, state, uh, senate, your state senator, your, your state's national senator, your governor. These are high-profile positions. They can move things. They can move prime. They can move when your elections happen. They can actually change narratives. They can call and put people down. Like That's a big difference than the tier threes. Your local mayors, your local, um, the uh, that secretary of state, uh, or the health department. We got the local AGs, judges. All those kind of officials fall in this third tier, which is not relevant for this conversation. If we were going to bring that up on another date, then basically their votes matter a lot more than ours, but nowhere near what the top two tiers are. Mm -hmm. The top two tiers get that one big vote, that one vote at the convention that Basically, they're voting on behalf of an entire district. They're, they're sending 5,000 people behind you. So it is something worth protecting. However, it is very tough to draw a line between the inner circle, which, which you'll see a lot of conspiracists call the deep state, the cabal. When I started looking into this, when I started researching, I was trying to disprove that. Mm -hmm. My goal was, okay, if there is this giant sex trafficking ring in charge of the DNC, I think we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Now, did I find it's, uh, there's plenty of weird stuff that Democrats do? I, I don't have the resources or the means to find evidence of any crimes they committed. I can tell you who would commit the crimes, how they'd commit them, and where, but I don't have access to that kind of information. I just know that the DNC is a power structure, unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And you now have a motive for it. Yes. They use it as blackmail. And to make you a part of the club. Basically, mm -hmm. a, a Soviet style. Mm -hmm. They're using the Chinese to employ. To Which we've just seen them use this with Fang Fang. Fang, I mean, up and down. You think of Ian Trump, the stuff the Steel dossier. Do you know weird. about Fang Fang? No. What's up? Uh, Swalwell. Eric Swalwell was sleeping Ta with a Chinese spy that was in his campaign. And they all knew in that he was In 2014. Yeah. They, they knew it. Uh, they moved Pelosi him up because it wasn't in the news. And they, now they just used they, it to they, take they, him out. They gave him a bigger silly hat. They put mm -hmm. him in charge of a, of a committee. And it's like... He should have been punished for that, if anything, mm -hmm. but oh no, he got moved up because I guess he's more controllable. And then as soon as you don't want him anymore, you have the dirt on him to, you know. You can so he, he can't didn't do that, anything against what you want. Right. Didn't yeah. that kind of happen with the Hunter Biden thing? That they, mm -hmm. the exact, like they were sitting on that information. The exact for a while. same. Right. It's what they threatened Trump of with his, the P tapes or the Steele dossier. They that's, pretty what they, much, that's what they were saying. Yeah. They, were, they pretty mm -hmm. much assumed Trump was doing the same thing Biden was, they, has they, been doing. And probably how many other countless. Uh, elected officials that are doing right now. When you look at the Mueller right, report right, that right. you could just put in Hunter and Joe mm -hmm. for this whole and then find actual crimes. All the right. same things that you were convinced that it Which was is what I'm a big time Rush Limbaugh listener and he's been telling me for years 
that anytime they accuse a Republican of something, they're doing it themselves. It is. Right. And exactly. that's how you just look at it. And it's every time it, that same thing happens. You Right uh, afterwards, the, they the, get the, busted the, the Electoral College, a fancy, silly hat type setup where it's not just one vote, mm -hmm. one popular, like whoever gets the most popular votes. No, it's a game that you have to compete. What do they want to do? They want to obliterate it. One person, one vote. Everyone should be equal. Then why don't we do that in our primaries? Why do we have a special superdelegate peer review electoral college class when Democrats get to make their own choice? But now nationally, they call that stupid and they want it to be a national popular vote. Mm -hmm. I don't really get how you could hold both beliefs. <laughs> like I, I, I don't, I, they're the same logic in each of them. I'd say electoral college is a little bit better because that's more of gamesmanship. It doesn't necessarily give a tilt directly, like actually a handicap. Superdelegates serve as like a plus seven. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's extra points for you. You don't, you can win tens of thousands of votes, but if you don't get that one guy's approval, you got nothing. Right. So Joe Biden, we asked what was Joe, why Joe Biden's not colored establishment on there is because for the longest time, they, they could have promoted him. They could have moved him in the top tier. I mean, he, he ran for president how many times? He could have, four times. Yeah. Four times he ran. But at no point did they ever really want to rope him in to the very, very inner circle until now. Apparently this year, this was all different. Now, what we're going to go through is the timeline on this race. So the Unity Reform com Compromise comes out in 2018. At the turn of the year in 2019, a full two years before the election's about to start, Democrats start throwing their hats in the ring. And I don't know if you want to, I'm going to need you to read some of these things on that board. I have really, when you look at this here, down at the bottom, we got Beto O'Rourke, Bill de Blasio, Seth Malt, Tim Ryan, Sherrod Brown, John Hickenlooper, and Eric Swalwell. All of those guys, now I put, do you guys recognize any of them? Any of those names? You want to, you got Beto. You know, I mean, now I do, but at the beginning of the race, I didn't. But, well, Beto, Beto, you knew because he lost his race. Well, Beto from Texas, he, he, that was a big deal. He, they he, pumped a bunch of money into that race. He, he ran for the Senate in a high-profile race, mm -hmm. lost, and said, I'm going to run for president. Because, yeah. you know, that's a practical thing. Now, my the reason the, the Union Reform Compromise is important is because all of these guys, the superdelegates, were the ones that were complaining about being moved to the second ballot. They wanted to have a say on the first ballot. So what do they do? They all ran, every single one of them. But I mean, you got silly hats from local mayors, like Bill De Blasio. Who could you imagine him as president? <laughs> he can't run his house. He's city's ruined his city. He thought he could lead the free. Now, mind you, even Democrats, even comedians were like, "Yeah, Bill De Blasio." Yeah, he yeah. actually said he's going to run. He really <laughs> like he thought this might happen. He can barely raise his own daughter. Be Beta, Beta oh, war. I mean, it's a she joke. rebels against him. It's a joke. Time. She's like running around breaking. Yeah. Beta Blasio says to do things, and it's like, what's his daughter doing? Nothing. He's saying. Should <laughs> <laughs> she get arrested? No. It's just everyone else. Just his family's untouchable. Beto can't win his seat. Seth Malton and Tim Ryan. We're just talking pale males. All of these <laughs> guys. Like, like this is a pack, a group of people. Mind you, Joe Biden was not in the race yet. This all starts at the beginning of 2019. It wasn't until, let me get the date here, 2-4-2019, so the 4th of February, that Joe Biden said he might be running. Now, mind you, the news this whole time, the reason these guys are all jumping in, because it's looking like he might not get in. The question was, is he's obviously missing steps. There's going to be issues with his son. Do we really want to kick this all up now? You have all these fine young replacements, all of them that want to be Joe. Why don't you just pick one of them? What is so special about Biden? And that's what I'm looking at. That is, and you can say the same thing with like Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. Their idea is, is that they can pick up Biden's black vote. 
is if you take him out of the race, then you're going to have an old black vote, old white vote, and middle-aged work. That's that's Biden's like middle-aged white male workers. That mm-hmm. that's his go-to base. Now they like to say he has the black vote. I hate that terminology. I don't really know why the Democrats feel so obsessed with labeling every like everyone just votes for the thing they identify the most as if they think they should be president. Like like a vote can't split. Yeah, there's not the demographic. To be very there's very clearly a break between young African American Democrats and older African American Democrats. Mm-hmm. The young killer Mike more styled Democrats mm-hmm. are on Bernie's side. The older James Clyburn are, that served with Joe Biden when he was in the Senate are on his side. Mm-hmm. So when they like to refer to the black vote, they only are really referring to the older black vote. Which is crazy that you forget Repu- the damage And, and, and remember, Republicans don't even have a black vote. You lose your black status when you don't vote for Joe Biden. Because that's what he's... You, you, did you hear that quote? No. He goes out on the um, Charlemagne show. Yeah. On, um, Charlemagne the God. Hot, uh, what's that show called? Bre- the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast he, Club, He yeah. goes on the Breakfast you know Club. they are, right? The Breakfast Club? Mm, what like the, the movie? They're, no, they're hip hop. They're a hip-hop. morning show. Yeah, in New York City, right? Yeah, New York. Yeah, New York City morning New show York City about hip hop. Yeah. Hmm. He went on there for an interview and told Charlemagne the God if he doesn't know who he's voting for, the, he ain't black. Yeah. Because because that's what he said. That's yeah. a, that's his question was like, "Why am I voting for you?" Here, and yeah, see, see, why is he doing radio shows to begin with? Because no, this is the de- the establishment but, realizes that to reach the kiddos, they have to go with the to the stations they listen to. You have to go on Colbert. You got to go on, um, which they don't do, Bill, um, uh, Bill Moore. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get it, but it's just he, he's not he – he, he's terrible in those environments. Clear, clearly – You ready for that? You got, yeah, yeah. yeah, you got to hear this. Biden. It's I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something Whoa, for dude. my That's community. Bold, I love- <laughs> An old white guy trying to play a black card. Like, it's one thing when Hillary says, oh, if you're not a woman, if you don't vote for me. And with his record uh, t- towards the African American community, no, if you're black, it's not good. I can't believe that. What he's done I can't in the nineties? I've never seen that. Oh, that they, was huge. They, they, they were like <laughs> us watching politics all the time. That was everywhere. There was about now yeah. this because this would that be- led to Rush Limbaugh going on to the Breakfast Club and doing a show with them. Very really? controversial, yeah. Pretty much, it wasn't very productive, but it was cool to see. Well, at least somebody. they let him on. Like, yeah, they just because Rush is very controversial. Yeah, so yeah. like that—that's awesome for the mm-hmm. Breakfast yeah. Club. Didn't didn't um like the black vote like vote uh Republican? Trump got high, Trump got the highest for a Republican and mm-hmm. like, maybe ever I think. Like, I thought it was ever. The, the goal I knew they were shooting for thirty percent. I think they finished around eighteen. Really, eighteen or maybe I'm, I'm not a lot triple whatever it normally is. So I think that but that's what makes you question if this election was legitimate, because it was common knowledge that if you can take the um, African-American vote away from the Democrats, they have no chance. No, no chance, because mm-hmm. that just takes out the whole identity mm-hmm. politics trucks. And that's why this Brexit, I think once people realize Joe Biden's not going to solve any of their problems and they just voted out of fear of somebody else that turns out wasn't that scary after all, we're going to start getting worried about the old Joe that doesn't even know what his staff is doing. Like it's going to be really bad when he's getting on mic saying, I don't know what happened. I, I can plead the fifth. I can say I know nothing. Well, I mean, that can lead you into your other uh, clip here about how he's going to take himself out. Uh, well, no, no, no. Let's, let's wait <laughs> on that. that. We're, trying to keep, we're trying to keep the timeline here. Yeah, okay, I'm, try, I'm trying not to jump too much on the timeline. <laughs> Either way, could, could you say, can I see that board one more, one more yeah, time? Because yeah, yeah. there was one other uh, identity that he, I believe he had covered. Oh, no, no. Yeah. 
Booker and Kamala, because that was the debate, is who was going to, when the DNC, in my brokered analogy, the DNC is trying to figure out which candidates can get over 15%. You get over 15%, you get a delegate. You don't have to win the state. You just got to get to 15. So the whole game that these guys were playing, the establishment, was who can get the 15%. Which one, if you can't get the 15, then you don't get a delegate and you're actually going to help Bernie. Because you're going to take 12% of the votes that would have gone to Joe Biden or Joe Biden's replacement, one of those guys at the bottom. You're taking that and you're moving it. Basically, you're taking it out of the poll. Your 12% is not counted. Bernie's vote appears even larger because it's a bigger percentage of a smaller pie. So it's a danger. If you're not at 15, and that's what Kamala, she's going to drop out because she couldn't get that 15. And if she wasn't going to get 15 in California, whoo. But not, not getting into that, the other people on the board that I wanted to draw attention to is um, there's a Wayne Messam. He was an undrafted Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. He is the mayor of Miramar, Florida. Important. He decided to run for president. I was like, watching, like, oh, this is kind of bizarre. Like, mm-hmm. it was re- he was one of the later ones in, too. I think, yeah, it was late March. Yeah, it was late March. But his main title is, can you read that last word I have on his card? The National Black Caucus. Uh, this one here? Yeah, National Black Caucus of Local Elected Officials. Yeah, you're right. That was very important for the um the, the delegate game because there was going to be a really big quota system that when you had your delegates, they had to equally represent the the um, percentage identities of your state. Mm. Whoever was going to be in charge of organizing all like the white people who couldn't get any black delegates were going to get them put on their roster, presumably by that guy. So at that time when he came in, that was a big red flag that the DNC was getting ready to do delegate games. Because during election coverage, they don't talk about delegates. They talk about winning states. Mm-hmm. They, they very rarely get into the nuances of when you won a state, what did you win? When you say you won 15 delegates and the other person won seven, what does that mean? Did you beat them two to one? No, you might have just beat them 52-48, depending on how the lines were drawn. So it's like a whole different game that I wanted. I mean, in real time, I'm yelling at the TV because they're not covering. Like they're pretending like they don't know what's going on. Of course and, they are. Yes. In and 2016, I, what did they do? Uh, Bernie would win a state, and Hillary would get more delegates, for whatever geez. reason. <laughs> so there, there, there's all this going on. I think. What, do we got any other one on there? Elizabeth Warren, I have as not on establishment or non-establishment. Her running... I'm surprised by that because I would consider her more established. Well, she in 2016, she was kind of going to be the heir to Bernie. It looked like Bernie wasn't going to run. It was going to be more Warren. I would agree with that. Warren had the Pocahontas meltdown and then put out her mm-hmm. identity tree where she was 0.1% Indian <laughs> and doubled down on it, <laughs> claiming to be Native American. Yeah, that's Donald insane, Trump yeah. owes me money. Yeah, the better yeah, 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 really. And <laughs> yeah, that was, where, that was where it's like, okay, well, you're not going to run for president. Oh, yeah, not only is she going to run, yeah. She ran a long time, and at no point looked like she was going to win. She mm-hmm. was literally just just calfing Bernie. Mm-hmm. He was just cutting him off at the knees. And it did no ch- And she stayed through Super Tuesday when all of the establishment guys quit and moved their votes to Biden. She didn't. She kept her votes held separately away mm-hmm. from Bernie because she knew if she pulled out, her votes go to Bernie. Hmm. So that's why she's definitely establishment now. I quit coloring it in once we got to this point. After Stupid Tuesday, they literally blew up the board. They literally, all of this was all going into place and they collapsed it all on Biden and left Warren sitting in. So you have Bernie Sanders running, Elizabeth Warren, and then Joe Biden. Warren's halfing Sanders votes and then it's just Biden. And Michael Bloomberg was in there too. But let's see how we got there. To get narrowed down, this was a very long, windy journey. I think um, 
let's see, before we have the first debate, this is what Biden was doing. So the first thing he does, two weeks after he announced he might be running, he reaches out to none other than Beto O'Rourke, asking him if he wants to be VP. Guess who his campaign man? Guess who Beto's campaign manager was? Jen O'Malley Dillon. Yeah, the one who's managing his campaign right now. Mm. He reached out when they were going against each other. He reached out to her, presumably not Beta. Mm-hmm. His campaign man, because Joe Biden's reaching out to nobody. Right. His campaign manager's reaching out to Jen O'Malley Dillon, who he would later bring into her staff. She's a she was the one, the architect of the Unity Reform Compromise on representing Clinton's end. It was mm. her and Elaine Kamark versus Jeff Weaver and I believe Nomiki Colts. And they railroaded them, the establishment did, with this superdelegate move. But she was one of the ones who architected. So not working for Biden, too. Mind you, for Beto. She's hmm. down. And what's Beto, what's Beto doing? Knocking doors in Texas, collecting signatures, doing the mail with a professional team. Because, you know, the Democrats wanted to flip Texas. So Beto had no chance of running, but they funded a full campaign down there just to yeah. keep knocking doors. Well, and they knew Beto, Beto polls like half, like pretty close to 50%. Yeah. Like it, it's... But, but so that, 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 that's the first meeting. And then he would meet a week later, Cristobal Alexander, the guy who's going to be our new health secretary when he steps in, the guy who's going to have mom uh, be in charge of Medicare for all. Hmm. That guy, that's who he met two weeks in. And that was his outreach to Latinos. And then none other than on March 14th, he meets up with Stacey Abrams mm-hmm. talking about a VP thing, apparently. Who do we see today? Jenna Malley Dillon, Stacey Abrams, still running everything from the Democratic Party. This is before he announced that he's going to run. He was pulling these meetings. Hmm. So then he announces he's going to run 425. A full 81 days. 80, for 81 days, all these people kept jumping in the race. Kind of going, Joe, if you're not getting in, we are. We are. We are. This field keeps expanding. We're up to 20 candidates, 22, 25. It ended at 27, I believe. If he'd have announced... On that February 4th, when he first said he's thinking about it, he could have stopped half of those guys from jumping in. Did, they he, jumped. Want, did he want to stop them? It looks like he did. At the time, it looked like he didn't want to run. Mm. And they were kind of fighting to see who was going to take his place. I, on I wonder if his family was kind of, you know, going back and forth with, do we put him in there? Because he's obviously having uh, issues with his mind now. You know, do we want to put him through this? Especially with Trump. I mean, yeah, that's a good know, point. Trump's going to go. Yeah, he's sharp. Well, so, But see, what, what, what's odd is on the 2-4, so he announces he's thinking about running. If his plan was to do this the whole time, he shouldn't have, like, he, when he came in on um, January, February, March, April, when he came in in the end of April, mm-hmm. he was one of the last candidates in. Like, he was one of the last to go on that board before we even started the debates. So he weighed that full 81 days. He could have knocked out half of his competition had he just told his intent. Had he just said early on, I'm getting in, guys. If you're going to try and steal my votes, know that I'm going to be here. Mm. No, he let everyone flood the field. And then once it was at its most difficult, he decided, yeah, I'm going to jump in. Kind of odd. They had him covered. Michael, they, 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 had, they had enough candidates. Like people were, Kamala Harris was doing pretty decent at different mm. points in the polls. Mm-hmm. Like they could have went without him, but they moved him in. And that, that, was, that was shocking to me. And that's where, let's get the first tape we got rolling up here. Let's have his first interaction with Kamala Harris. Do you agree today that you were wrong to oppose busing in America then? No. Do you agree? I did not oppose busing in America. What I opposed is busing ordered by the Department of Education 
That's what I opposed. Well, I there did was not a oppose. failure of, of states to, to integrate no, public schools in America. I was part of the second the, class to integrate Berkeley, the, California public schools almost two decades after Brown v. Board of Education. Because your city council made that decision. It was a so local decision. So that's where the federal government must step the, in. The that's why we have the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. And if you're a Democrat, you believe the federal government should be stepping in anyways. But are you familiar with his stance on the busing? No. So one of the famous quotes from Joe Biden was that along the lines of busing was that he didn't or not. I'm misquoting that is that the kids would be going into a racial jungle. Mm, that was his quote. I'm trying to remember. But he was it's it was not that he was making a racist comment like a lot of people swing it as. It was that by busing these kids in, they would be going into a war zone because right. of all the racism, right? Mm -hmm. So he opposed the whole busing kids into white schools. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And and now, how how do you guys think that fared for Kamala? This is the first I mean, debate. Look good, uh, there. yeah, no, she got a big response. Well, she did from CNN, mm -hmm. but she also remember her job was to try and take the votes away from Biden. You don't take it away from him by calling him a racist. Like, so th th that was Kamala Harris's big flaw. As soon as she came out and did that, it was like the goal was that she wanted to absorb the black vote from Biden. Mm -hmm. By calling him a racist, I think you made, since the black vote isn't young people for him, it's older black folks, I think it made people feel bad for him. Because the same policy she was talking about were done by James Clyburn. There were plenty of members of the CBC, the, the Democrats, that supported the super predator language, the crime bell, like that wasn't mm -hmm. like the Democratic Party was. Everyone was behind it. So to to insult Joe Biden on that was to kind of go at the Joe, the James Clyburn, the elder black community, and and she suffered in the polls. That was really she. That was she was peaking. Like she had the best rollout. She was the one that they were ready to say was the front runner. Within a month, back yeah, down, back down below ten percent. I would have thought the opposite. The initial boost. But, but the way no, that the, you the, explained the, it the, makes the, sense. The initial boost, it came with the media ran with it. It got a big social media buzz, but it picked up no voters, and it right. came across as mean. Mm -hmm. Like, it just came across as a cheap shot. And now it came, it's stupid. Here we are a year and a half later, and so now she thinks he should be president? Right there, the first debate, she's calling him out, saying he doesn't have what it takes. Mm -hmm. And after this, we, we, were, we were one week away from Anita Hill reemerging. So by the beginning of April, you have his Me Too allegations are up. His, um... Oh, it was his mind state. He hasn't been out that much. This was still at this point where he's a front runner that won't interview. And he's raising money, though. He was sending, like, I think what we have here, by the end of May, by the end of March, he was raising $6 million in two in 24 hours. Do you have him talking about his leg hair time stamped? Oh, no, we can yeah, find that. <laughs> we'll we, we lump that one on there. Because Alec doesn't know Corn Pop either. Yeah, That's going to be informative Alec, for Alec. Yeah, so Alec, needs, he, Alec, if you're listening... Here's corn pop coming soon. Yeah, save it here for because we're, we're going to get through these next two clips quick. 4.30, we're talking. This is in between the first and the, uh, yeah. Oh, no, this was, oh, I'm sorry. What I was talking about with the money. We can't listen to the whole thing. It's 14 minutes long. No, the, 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 There's a two-minute version there. Let, let me let me take, yeah, if you can. We'll, I'm, not, I'm just saving it. I'm just looking Everyone go look up it. corn pop if you get the chance. It's we worth, can play it's it, worth it if, if you don't Even if it's now. at the end, at some point here, we can find. Because yeah. it's a great story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when when I was saying Biden announced his bid on four twenty five, the first debate was not until the middle of summer. That was six twenty seven, the end of June, mm -hmm. when the first debate happened. At by that point, he had already hired Civis Analytics 
Apparently, um, the guy's last name is Schmidt, and he used to work for Google. Hmm. Like, was a head honcho, like a developer there. Just thought that was important because with the censoring that came up, he was. Oh yeah. He, he hired this before he hired a field game. He just hired digital. Like he somebody re- worked for Google. Yeah. If it's, uh, I can't, I That's interesting. Schmidt. I didn't know that. It's, mm-hmm. it's called a Civis Analytics, C I V I S, and she. So he also got hit by the Anita Hill, like allegations. I, I don't know what the scandal was. Always weird because it was another one where. The Democratic Party let her down, all of them, not just Joe. So to single him out for it yeah. is an odd thing. But that brought up, once again, we have more. So we have Biden's a racist. Now we have he's a sexist. Mm-hmm. And this is all This is all we got right before the first debate. And you just heard the attack that, From his vice th- that Harris made. Yes. After that, immediately, Clyburn, James Clyburn. Now, he, I'm mentioning him a lot because he's going to be the guy that gives the Puts Biden over the edge when we get to it. He is a uh, long-ranking head of the uh, Congressional Black Caucus. This guy has been a delegate since 19, the 1972 mm-hmm. is the last I encountered him in my book. So this guy is longtime party aficionado. He came out and said, don't worry, that's not true with Biden. At that same note, you had he hired Nicholas Burns. This is the Clinton Bush security guy. Odd hire. Mitchell McLean, a faith organizer. And then they had the second debate. Second debate was the end of July, uneventful. That's Wait, what, what's a faith organizer? I don't know. <laughs> to help Biden with the church. Oh, the evangelicals. There was a strong, um, like a black Baptist contingent. Mm-hmm. That's out there too. So that, because the Democrats don't normally, yeah, I know. Democrats making religious outreach. In some cities, they find pockets of religion they care about. If they can get their vote in bulk. Mm-hmm. But that, now that, we have we're already we're going into not um the I think be- per capita the uh, the black community is more religious. Yeah, than- I, I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think the same with the Latino. Mm. Um by, I believe by, a lot so more traditional. Sense. Yeah, well like you said Baptist. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. On September 2nd is when he got the confusion over the uh, that star when he was telling about how he gave someone a silver star like, like he kept telling a story where he was giving us, like when he was vice president, he was giving an award to somebody, but he kept confusing the award and the person he gave it to. And they they, they had the person that he referred to come and say it, like tell the real story, mm-hmm. and they told Biden, and he just kept doing it. <laughs> and it was it was like a month of just telling this really confusing story where nobody knew who got what award, and at the end of it was just, there was something, just shut up, stop talking mm-hmm. about the award, don't, don't take, him, take him off the field. Like just get him off of here, he's not helping himself. This, this is where it benefits them to have the media to, to fill in military wing. Because, Cut the mic. You know, Cut, just, that stuff doesn't get reported. No. You know? If, if you don't talk about it, then... At the same time, like, wh- whatever you feel about him politically, when you hear this, it's like, you almost have to feel bad for him. Which is... No, but yeah. where he at that time, that's why you think I'd be moving him establishment at this point. I was still... I'm looking at this, I'm going, the establishment hates him. Like, they were, Kamala Harris wouldn't have taken that shot unless she was told to. Like they were, they were making sure that he didn't. They didn't want him to win either. At that point, he was meant to be another one of the four that were going to the broker convention, mm-hmm. a reliable vote. So they, they were really not like CNN was criticized. If we had the technology to go back and pull tapes from CNN during this time period, like they were referring referring to him as a moron. But like it, it was a total. You don't like, think you can find that on YouTube? I sure took the time ahead. Well, yeah, not not, not but, yeah, not actually saying a moron. I'm talking referring to his campaign, like. 
he doesn't he's just running on name rec anybody else would be doing x y and z that, that's what it was is everyone was saying he's just running on the he, coattails he, he wouldn't raise fun he wouldn't do yeah. in, he wouldn't do yeah. interviews yeah he just keeps saying obama everything he'd say he's like i'm obama's guy yeah it was like it didn't appear like did it, you like what obama did that's what i'm gonna do like, did it, you see that video where we were giving each other high fives yeah that's my brother even though he won't endorse me <laughs> <laughs> now 925 the great american pack Oh, no, well, before we get there, let's do the uh, Castro. So we have this issue with the Gold Star family, mm. and now talk about a tiny hat. This What's, what's Castro's <laughs> first name? He is a twin. On, on the board, I think. Uh, oh, Castro? Castro, he's on the bottom right. Julian, Julian, yeah. He is a twin brother. One's a House of Representative member. He's like the mayor of San Antonio, I think. Uh, yes. Yeah, small-town Texas, ma- Texas mayor is going to take a blind... Now, he... Not polling. This is a guy that should not be in, but what is he doing? He's registering voters in Texas, specifically Latino. You so this hit. is a third-tier silly hat. This, this is a nobody who's just coming, coming in hot. We're in debate number three now, nine twelve. so mid-September. Vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. They, he wanted every single person in this country covered. My plan would do that. Your plan would they not. They do not have to buy in. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. to buy in. If you qualify for Are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe that you said two minutes ago that they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy in. You're forgetting that. In Biden's defense, he didn't like he he wasn't lying. He just misspoke. Like you mm-hmm. know how you see how he uses adjectives. He just subs in different words. Right. And it's like Castro really nitpicked him on that. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he is having memory. Like it was a viable. It was one of those things that somebody had to do it. But that in that fashion and what it did is it made no one was allowed to speak of it again. It was like the next day they were like, yeah, Castro was apologizing. He was very disrespectful and he's dropping out of the race. And that was it. He 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 was done. Kind of laughed out. Joe Biden, we weren't allowed to talk about his brain anymore because of what happened with Castro. Hmm. That, that was like, okay, obviously, if you're just going to be mean to him, we're not going to have you questioning someone's health, which is a big allegation to make. But it, so in, in one hand, they drew attention to it and they made him a less um, likely, a less electable candidate. On the other hand, they made him impossible to take out for it. Nobody in the party could come out and go, there is a memory issue here. Like, mm-hmm. We have, I mean, it could just be age. Everyone loses their memory as they get older. But right. it's worth addressing, especially mm-hmm. when we're talking about the age of both presidents. But nothing came of that. We just moved on. Um, by the next day, the next day, Biden agree, finally agreed to release his medical info. Up until then, it was one of these bigs. Trump doesn't do a real doctor's appointment. I don't either. After that incident, show us the papers, Joe. Mm-hmm. We're we, we pressing on forward. There's a super PAC called the Great American PAC. Calls for Biden and but calls for Biden to run for. I guess it's just endorse him. But within a month, they were indicated in illegal spending and, mm. and cut. So it's just like a crypt thing. They signed, got rid of them real fast. That barely even broke the news. We're rolling on in here to October. That was when he hired his stupid Tuesday staff. All of a sudden, he pulled in all these delegate counters. This was Molly Rittner. If you're falling, I don't think she's not that relevant to the longer narrative. We get into the CNN. Oh, yeah, the CNN National Town Hall. At this point, 11-9, B- Bloomberg fi- files to get in. Because 
You have... Yeah, this is where we're really Bi- questioning who's going to get subbed B- in. B- Biden's super PAC's getting investigated. That's where this trouble with the Ukraine started. Mm-hmm. That was where they finally started going. There's something What's here. What's the date? The date when the super PAC first endorsed was 925. The day that the investigation was opened into it was 1024. And by 11-9, Bloomberg was getting into the race. And this is when it, Trump's uh, pressuring Ukraine. Tr- to Trump, the, 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 the perfect phone call. Mm-hmm. Trump's on with the perfect phone call. Nancy's filing impeachment hearings. This mm-hmm. is the end of 2019. I think she signed the impeachment hearings on the Halloween, and she delivered them on Friday the 13th mm-hmm. in December. Really sinister stuff. <laughs> but she got both of those in. So that's going on right to cap and end this. So uh, Trump's going, I got this stuff in the Ukraine on Biden. Like, I know it's him. We just know this organization that just happened to be funding him is definitely, there's, there's something up. Mm-hmm. So you have Biden with the Me Too. You have the race, the um, code of racist. You have his memory problems. And now you have a scandal. Get out. What are you doing? They're talking on the Hill. They, it's, they're about to start talking a hostage trade in the Senate. And basically, so they can get a testimony from, who are they looking for? The bearded guy, Bolton. John Bolton. They want to trade for, um, send Joe Biden to stand. So, wow. so it looked like they were about to pull Joe Biden out completely. And what would happen then? It looks like Bloomberg was either sent in or panicked. All of a sudden, Bloomberg threw a bunch of money in, started testing Alabama the week of, like, like the the very very week before the first the first scene in town hall on eleven eleven. He jumps into the race really quickly, really out of the blue, ton of money. It looked like he was going to try and be the Biden replacement. Then he did get some delegates, right? He did, and he didn't drop off until he he stayed through Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Bloomberg coming in here was that was once again my parent. I'm watching for this broker convention. It finally appears on Bavado.com. So something that had not happened for 50 years, they were giving the odds of it actually happening, wow. and they were saying it was the favorite. They were saying that there was if you you had to bet 160 dollars to win 100, that it's saying that you think the broker convention is going to happen. The odds of it at this point are like a point one. But when you're looking at these numbers, there's no way we finish at 50%. At this point, you have like Bernie Sanders is the only candidate who's consistently above 15. And he's at like 22, 23. You still have 15, 16 horses in the race. We're going full broker. Mm-hmm. So, that, so that that pops up, moving along, moving along. We got the fifth debate, uneventful. That's on 1120 and 12-5. This is when I thought was the death day. He hired, this is Napoleon's birthday. I, no, yeah. No, this is a 12 5 is like a Napoleonic holiday. John Kerry decided to endorse him, really out of the blue. My understanding, John Kerry usually comes to back someone when they're about to get guided out. Like, he's usually not the, like, a right, like, it, it looked like he was the guy that was going to show, politely show Joe Biden the door. Like, that, that's what normally when John Kerry's like the grim reaper of death when he gets behind <laughs> you in politics. But that, that didn't play. However, notice that that loyalty paid off for John Kerry when he was made the special envoy to Mother Nature in this upcoming administration. He's just given a free job. You do stuff like this. Pick Biden up when he was in need. You know, he, he had the, his first interview discussing these legal issues on NPR on 12-9. Um, by 12-18, the House had approved the articles of impeachment. He did an interview on the legal issues? Yeah. I didn't know that because yeah. all I seen was the clips of that family Every time an interview would ask them, this like where, his wife would just walk off stage. This or, is where he lied and says he didn't tell us his, his uh, son okay. never discussed it with him. And that yeah. was everything at the time. Like, really? You never discussed your son's business dealings even when you were on the plane to the Ukraine with him? Nope. 
when he's using Air Force Two to fly and make these deals. Yep. Wow. You never discussed it with him? Yep. Who's the big guy? Yeah, who's, who's the big guy, Joe? <laughs> who's the big guy? We had, oh, Eric Garcetti is announced his national co-chair. I don't know if you know Eric Garcetti. He's current, I think he's the Fuhrer of San Francisco. He's the mayor. Yeah, he's the Florida, uh, San Francisco mayor of lockdowns out there in California. Oh, really? <laughs> he, oh, Garcetti. And now this yeah. is, we're in 2020 now. The one, uh, Rogan, oh, no, sorry, Rogan just yet. completely hates that guy. Mm. <laughs> no, we're not, here we are. We're in 2020 now. We're in the first month. So the first debates, Eric, this guy is this terrible. I don't even get into it with Eric. We'll go into Eric Garcetti another time. <laughs> After that. We could do a whole episode. Let's see. Him. We got Castro. That might be fun. Yeah. Okay. And this is what was interesting. So that Castro, up until this point, there had been people that had been endorsing Castro and Beto. Well, at the beginning of January, almost, yeah, we're about a year ago, a year ago to the day. We have the first primaries coming up in the middle of February, like around Valentine's Day. Then there would be four individual races. You're going to have Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina. After those four vote one at a time staggered like every five days, then 20 states are all going to go at once. That's an, 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 an anomaly, an anomaly. It was not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to have all those states go at once because they don't, if they all, like if you have four candidates going into 25 states, no one's getting 50%. No, not a chance because everyone's going to guess at the same time. Like they're all going to, in California, maybe Buttigieg gets delegates and he doesn't in Texas. Biden, maybe he gets all the Southern delegates, but he just doesn't get to that 15% out in California. You, you'd have in any state, it's tough to get four people all above 15%. Mm-hmm. So what you'd be left with is a bunch of threes splitting up 70%. And that would be a different three depending on each state, depending on how well the campaigning has been. That would have served the broker convention perfectly. If it's just three, if you're getting to a point where you have five candidates in and two of them are getting 10%, 12%, they don't get delegates for that. And it, it's advantages Bernie. That's mm-hmm. what we talked about a little bit earlier is if you don't get 15 and you're a part of the establishment, then those percentage points are taken out of the total. They're no longer up for an option, which means Bernie has now a bigger percentage because the pie is smaller. So you're saying they pulled the um, brokered convention idea because I, they felt Bernie, Bernie might they, win. They, they might have overbrokered it. Mm-hmm. They might. So that that's that's what we're looking at now. The oh, line's that's shifting. Interesting. The, 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 the line's shifting. The, the odds are they're still saying the odds are that we are going to have the brokered convention. Mm-hmm. This isn't. So the line's sticking still. The news hasn't quite talked about it yet. They've brought up the possibility of a broker convention, but no mechanics. And this was just like a couple news anchors. Saturday, CNN Day, and like Fox late night conspiracists were both like, you know, there's some weird rules on these conventions. If you can't figure out a way to get one candidate before Super Tuesday, you run that many people, you're going to be brokered. And they and the Republicans were excited at the time. It's like, your party's going to go into shambles if you do this. Mm-hmm. So it's like there was kind of like an instigation into it. At the same time, a pressure on the Democrats to... Fix this. Figure out a way. You need to get a front runner in because if you do not figure out a way to take out Bernie decisively, he wins every delegate in California. If you have Pete Buttigieg take 10% of the gay vote, you get um, Elizabeth Warren taking 10% of the feminist vote, you get Joe Biden taking 10% of the senior citizen vote, you get Bernie getting his solid 35 that he always gets. You have, uh, who else was it? Michael Bloomberg. He gets 10%. It would have been conceivable for Bernie to get every delegate in California if they could not get people to if if you did not were not getting consistently three or four candidates to fifteen. 
It's like, it's like there were a lot of places where Elizabeth Warren didn't qualify for delegates, but what would have otherwise been her voters were discarded because they voted for her, and by that she didn't get to 15, so they don't matter. They would have voted for Bernie and taken Bernie from like 23 to 35, but since they vote, since Warren stayed in the race, Warren didn't pull out, they still voted for him. In her, in her logic, if she was a true outsider, her logic should have been the establishment just picked their horse. That's Joe Biden. The, the anti-establishment, the outsiders, now pick theirs. And we have a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So we don't go into Super Tuesday with two outsiders and one insider. So the two outsiders split their vote and they give the win to the insider. Elizabeth Warren stayed in there. She decided to run it out a couple more weeks. And split Bernie, making it sure that Bernie could not be right. Guided. If she was an outsider, she okay, would have. Okay, that's what I was going to yeah. ask you. It, why? Okay, sorry. If, if, yeah, no. if, if she was, there, we're going to get to a point here where she actually, in one of these debates coming up, she accuses Bernie of saying that a woman could never be president. And it's just an odd. Yeah, was, I do remember that. Was, was there any evidence behind that? No, I don't remember the quote. I. It, it was that. It was that exact. It was that he does. He told her privately that oh, he does privately. not believe that a woman could ever become president. Yeah. And I know exactly, I'm thinking of like how Bernie would have talked. I could have seen, 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 uh, seen so, him saying something that it is more, thinking that he's sympathizing with women, saying it is more of a difficult path mm-hmm. if you were a woman to just, get to the White House. Just from uh, reading And that being interpreted as he doesn't think it's, no, I don't think it's possible. I'm saying just, you know, easiness. It's, it would be a lot easier to be president if you didn't claim to be Native American. Yeah. That, I, that, that, would, be, I can that s- would be the idea if you want me to go that way. I can see why people think she's an outsider. But from reading her books, I can see right through. No, the she, way she talks is a way like a storyteller tells a story. The, She's good at like pulling at your heartstrings and telling a good grandma, story. Grandma. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, talking about her dad as the postal carrier and what was her mom a school teacher, right? Yeah, like the, correct. Works for a dozen jobs. Mentions it a million times in her books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but either way, what I'm to me for Warren to make that decision to call bring that up about Bernie at Right, this is like right now in the timeline when she's doing that, mm. and then what Castro did and what Kamala did, they wouldn't have made their, their hats aren't big enough to make that call on their own. Like when you're looking at the inner circle of the tier, the top tier, outer tier, they're not that high up for Castro to all of a sudden go off, just go off the rail. Like right. they had the DNC wanted that narrative up when it did. They wanted Warren to attack Bernie at that time, and she was and I, maybe maybe she didn't want to. I, I, I think that call, I think that attack was phoned in I'm pre- from whoever. That was Elizabeth Warren getting her silly hat. If she wasn't an insider before, her performance during this race has solidified it. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they're like going into it, I wasn't sure. At the end of it, she served no other role but to be the fourth Do you think prop uh, up to Bernie take has just now given up? And when you look, so we're almost assuming, Or do you think he joined the establishment? Do you think he has a silly hat now? I I think he has a. I think he's always had. It. If you're saying you have a silly hat, but he was never even a part of the party. I think he was always just happy with his little hat. You just think? Because I felt like in 2016 he was really going to overthrow it, but just got denied. I mean, he did fall in line afterwards, but maybe that's just to have his relationships for voting he, in when, Washington. When I was doing this paper, mm-hmm. I was the people I was trying to get to realize this were the burners, and the mm-hmm. burners hated me talking about this mm-hmm. because they viewed their unity reform compromise as a win. Right. And it was like, I'm here going, it's like, guys, I know Bernie's telling you just knock doors and have fun, but he's not even trying, he's not trying for delegates. You don't score a popular vote. Right. This is, everyone who runs knows this. Like, this is a very commonplace, and we, we made such a big deal about it in 2016, the fact that there was no plan for this in 2020, that's either woefully stupid, like criminally stupid, tough for me to believe that you've won races this long, or 
you're being very ill-served by one of your campaign managers. I do not trust Jeff Weaver. I do not. The guy's terrible on TV. Mm -hmm. He doesn't seem to understand math. He's been, but he's <laughs> been with Bernie forever. And I, I think that he just is very ill-served him in hunting delegates. Because there was a, Bernie wasn't eligible in Alabama. On stupid, on stupid Tuesday, I call it Stupid Tuesday because, as you can see, all of a sudden the Democrats realize that they had been stupid, and that this whole time supporting Pete Buttigieg and supporting Amy Klobuchar, they should have been behind Biden. Now, my question is: If you really were a Buttigieg fan, and you find out two days before the election that he's going to pull himself out and tell you to vote for Biden, do you really go vote, or do you just not vote? Because the Democratic primary, you were excited about this. Amy Klobuchar was the same way. Because Minnesota had their primary, and she wasn't going to win the state. Well, she was going to split Biden's vote. So she had to drop out, too. If you had to drive to the polling station, you don't vote. But if it, the ballot's sitting on your counter. No. You're not, like, you're not going. No, but that, that, the Maryland, that's always not a thing. This is pre-COVID. Oh, we're talking about still. We're to, yes, yeah, we're sorry, talking. We're still doing normal still. elections. So you'd have to go to the polls. Right, to vote for, Bi or, yeah, for Biden in the, in the primary. You're, right. you're, you're in California. You're living in the inner city. You're supporting. They didn't do anything because COVID was going on at this time. They didn't do anything to uh, help them. Let's um, what's our final soundbite here? We have uh, the electoral college. Um, when uh, oh, Biden is talking about let's his. Let's save that for a second. Virus. I'm trying to get to if there's anything else big on the so the impe impeachment hearings began 124. That was about three weeks before the first primary. It was when we first started the actual hearings in the Senate. And those took about two weeks to go through. A big, long process. Extremely drawn out. But by the end of... Oh, I'm sorry. It was only a week. By the end of 2-5, it was um, almost a year since we started, they, they acquitted Trump in the Senate. Now we have the first Iowa caucus. What was extremely bizarre to me is caucuses are strange things. You have to... You show up to vote and like, everyone has to show. And you have to stay for the whole time. And what you do is you go to, uh, to the corner or to the designated spot in like a gym facility where your candidate is meant to be represented. And they do a head count. And whichever groups of people are not in 15%, their group is dissolved and they're free to go to other groups. So you show up on election day to vote at Greensburg-Salem. You have your 300 fellow people that are going to be – because this, this takes three, four hours. That's why there's a complaint from a lot of people that they don't want to spend this long voting. But it, it it allows you to get it allow, it allows you to make sure your vote matters because if you go and you're supposed to vote for Biden, you want to vote for Biden, you realize that you're not going to have 15 percent to be eligible for a delegate, then maybe your number two was like, oh, I really like Amy Klobuchar. So since Biden is not going to count, I'm going to you re everyone re the, the groups that don't have 15 break up and they pick which group they go to, and it's kind of fun because the groups compete for you. So like you're in a gym, gymnasium and it's like you'll see the Booker supporters in one side of the room, the Warren in the other, and the voters are in the middle and they're both screaming, come here, come over to our side. Like, it's <laughs> that like, would be fun if, to watch. If, if you're a political <laughs> dork, the caucuses are a fun thing, but yeah. they take long. You do not know the results right away. And after they do that first caucus, they're going to, so they pick one, they pick one amongst their little group to represent them in another caucus in a month. And they all get together and they do the same thing and they do it a third time. Wait, why so many times? Because if let's say Biden were to drop out, let's say Biden had, because uh, he didn't, he sucked in Iowa. But let's say Biden did get delegates in Iowa. He gets impeached within two weeks. We find out that he's not going to be in the race anymore. All those people that were the delegates, the the caucus goers that pick, were picked to be him, well, they're not going to vote for a dead guy. They're going to change their vote in that next caucus. Because mm -hmm. essentially, 
Biden can no longer get the 15% in the next caucus. So those voters can go wherever they want. Mm. Like, 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 so, mm-hmm. so you're, but here's the, the final stats here on the Iowa caucus. We're talking the date is 2-11. No, I'm sorry, 2-3. 2-3, Buttigieg gets 14. Sanders gets 12. Warren gets 8. Biden, 6. Klobuchar, 5. So we're talking Biden is 4th out of 5. And he's ran this race four times. The Iowa caucus always starts. It is always a caucus. It is always weird. You're supposed to have people in each caucus that when they see Biden didn't get 15%, they stop those supporters from going to another person and they get them to combine with other delegations that didn't get 15. You put them together. They both get 15. You declare an undecided delegate. These are these are not the super delegates. No, 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 no. These are no. Just the these are, these are the tiny state. These are yeah. just. The, and I'm pretty sure anybody can go participate in this. It's, this is their way of voting in the primaries. Oh, instead okay. of going. Yes, to the the, polls it, like they, we do. It, yeah. They don't do a primary. It's a caucus, yeah. and that's what caucuses are. There are three of them left. The states that still do this. Okay, okay. The goal is is more political involvement. You get the. You don't just cast your vote and it's done. If you if your voters want to change in a month, they can change in a month. And maybe you're misinformed. This is a way to become informed. So as your candidate gets kicked out. Yeah, with your community, too. Yeah, this sounds great. You can walk over, find some information out about your candidate. This sounds cool. I I personally am a fan. The establishment is not. Because what does this do? This helps underdog candidates. This helps smaller candidates, enthusiasm candidates. This is not good for the establishment type that just wants to go press a lever and be done. Mm -hmm. you got to go engage for three hours here. And when spending three hours with the you got a Clinton Clintophile next to a burner mm-hmm. in a barn for four hours. Ugh, Bernie beat Hillary in the caucus. Yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with the uh, Bernie guy. <laughs> now, so not only did Biden's campaign, yeah, not only did Biden's campaign not seem to know this, they didn't even that thing I told you about organizing. Like you got to get the undecided delegate. Mm. He didn't. He didn't get. They were. We were watching in real time on CNN as groups of Biden supporters were disbanded. To break off into other groups. And, and they were yelling at him on CNN, like, wh- why doesn't he know how to do this? On that same note, you don't get caucus results until the end of the night. Like, at 7 o'clock when the bell drops, everyone picks their first pick. You're going to have to re-vote three or four more times. CNN was reporting that it's breaking news. If you were watching the Iowa caucus, they were freaking out because they didn't have any percentage of the votes in at, like, 8 or 9 o'clock. Like Pete, John King's going through his board. He's showing clips from 2016. They're just standing around like they don't know what is going on. David Jallian was acting like there was some kind of error. There wasn't. This was a caucus act acting like it always did. But it did not end in the result that they wanted. So basically, they pitched a fit. And right now, they're having discussions eliminating the caucuses altogether. Because they tried to do, oh, we have the ghost app. An app created by one of Hillary Clinton's com, um, press secretaries called the ghost app. It was meant to try and keep tabs for this 15% so that you could all get this vote and you could see, okay, Biden has 8% of the vote in this county. Oh, he has the app. I forgot. He has 20% in this county. So we, what we want to do is get this 5% into this one to make this one up to 15 and this one at 15. And then he can get delegates in both places. Mm-hmm. It's... Obviously, obviously that was not going to work. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get these real-time stats. You can't move people from one building to another building. you got to caucus in the place that you're at. You can't, right, right. you can't combine them. But this was all breaking news to them. And they're, like, hair on fire, Iowa caucus was a disaster. But the thing is, Bernie and Buttigieg won. They didn't get any news coverage. 
We spent five days then talking about the disaster that our caucus is. Mm -hmm. not, not actually going over what the results of the implication, the implication of it are, whether you're clobered, the establishment scored 11. The anti-establishment scored 36. Because remember, Buttigieg was called to consider an outsider. Buttigieg was, he ran to be the, the, the head of the DNC in 2016. Didn't win that, so why not be head of pre run for president? Oh, wow. Yeah, that right. doesn't make much sense. But mm -hmm. either way, okay, we're through that. Joe Biden didn't lose. The caucus fucked up. Okay, let's move on. We're a week later. We're in New Hampshire. Biden is, doesn't score a point. Actually leaves the state before it's over. Bernie takes it. Yeah, he did. Hands down. Oh, no, Bernie and Buttigieg tied with a 9-9. Nine, nine, and Klobuchar got six. Biden zero, Klobuchar six. If you're keeping score at home now, you have Buttigieg in the lead with 23. Sanders, 21. Klobuchar, that's what they were calling her, Klobuchar, because at this point, CNN was trying to make Klobuchar a thing. She was going to be, you were going to have your you have your outside insider, or your outsider, his and hers, Bernie and Warren, then you would have your insider, his and hers, either Buttigieg, Biden, or Buttigieg, Klobuchar, mm -hmm. or Biden, Klobuchar, mm -hmm. one of those two. And then you have Bloomberg, who's demanding to get on the debate stage. At this point, he was getting mini Mike going at Trump. He's throwing money all over the wall. <laughs> the, the the debates are getting dust up because Elizabeth Warren was picking up momentum, just beating up on um, Bloomberg at that point. That was like her thing in every debate was just make fun of him. And I mean, talk about a condescending person that should never run for president. Mm -hmm. Either way, <laughs> Biden is four out of five, 16 points behind the top two places. So at this. What month are we in right here? We, at this point? we are just we are two uh, February 11th. Yeah. We are 11 days from Nevada. Where, so there's that, that um, the distinction is when they said Biden had the black vote, a lot of people had implied that he had the minority vote. No, the Latino vote actually was really going for Bernie. So Nevada came along and Bernie crushed it, taking 24 out of the 36 possible delegates, moving him into first place. Biden comes in second with nine. Buttigieg picks up three, leaving Buttigieg in second at 26. Um, Sanders at 45. Klobuchar at 16, Biden at 15, Warren at 8. So if anyone would be dropping off, Warren's starting to look like, okay, Bernie's got this, time for you to leave. No, she's going to keep running. If you're judge, you're taking out ads in Pennsylvania. He was literally buying ads here. We don't vote for, we would not go on to vote for two months. So if only the people taking out ads here were Bloomberg, who could afford it, and judge, who all of a sudden thought he was winning, and Bernie had his grassroots campaign. But to be, to be advertising in PA implies that you're going to be here come that time of the race, not drop out two weeks later. Because so all this momentum is picking up. Um, uh, Biden actually takes a cheap shot at Buttigieg, I think. He said that he's no Obama. And you know, he thinks he's Obama. And Buttigieg goes, no, neither are you. And it's like mm -hmm. that was their big dust up on there. But you could tell this is the bobble. This is the establishment fight. They're getting in Buttigieg's ear. If you want to stay in this race, you got to knock him out. You're going to have to take shots at him because he's not going to go anywhere. And every scandal, since there were so many scandals, people are just assuming they can't be as bad as they're saying they are. So basically, just don't count them. And that's where we've been for eight months is at this point, people were really fed up with Biden because the senators got called back for that impeachment hearing. So Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren and Bernie had to take time off the trail to go back and do an impeachment hearing over Hunter's dealings in the Ukraine. So everyone was getting really irritated with old Joe, can't stop making errors. Mm -hmm. We go into, however, at, at, at this point in my timeline, 
I'm emailing my paper around. I'm sending it everywhere, mm-hmm. trying to get someone to look at this. Go, it's going to go brokered, and if we do, this is going to be the only news that we talk about for six months. I actually sent the paper to like CNN published two articles. I had shortened of it. Like I sent them the big long twenty page paper. They were like, it's interesting. You're going to need to cut it down into something three to five pages, which I managed to get a couple in the week of this happening. Really? So I'm putting out the title. Mm-hmm. The actual title of the article is Who Broke the 2020 Convention? And I put, outlined this whole system. Get it in. CNN gets it. Smirconish. Mm-hmm. Sits on it. So I do this on Friday. Saturday is the South Carolina, pli- uh, South Carolina primary. Tuesday is Super Tuesday, where everyone votes. I send this on Friday. It is held for, I sent the, the original Troutman report uh, accusing Hillary of brokering this, like a whole long elaborate process. They had been sitting on it for two weeks. They hold my article for a week. South Carolina, so they're sitting on it. It's saying that the broker convention is happening. I'm, try, I'm thinking like, to myself, I should at least get to publicly talk about this if I'm correct. Like, there's a lot of evidence here. There's a lot to go on. This look, this you only sent it to CNN? I also sent it to the Justice Democrats. I sent it to a bunch of old Republicans. I was going towards old college professors first. I started in January trying to make, I finished it in December, started taking it by foot to places in January. By February, I was trying to contact major media outlets, not approaching the right media, the right wing leaning media outlets, because I still thought I could help the party. At that point, I'm still trying to save the Democrats. Yeah, you aren't a Republican. No, like I'm not even considering going to the Republican side yet. I'm trying to fix my party before it falls off the, off the rail completely. So, like, if somebody out there voted for the brokered convention, they might hate you because you probably tipped them off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think I I could have done a panic button. The woman who organized, I wrote a paper calling her out by name because she only and because she appears on CNN for the first time since I've been watching the channel oh, that that following Monday. And the question she was answering with is what happens in a brokered convention. And she calmly Dude, came. That's pretty. Wild. I know. I know. We could be Elaine Kamark. What would the date be here? She was on CNN. Super Tuesday was three three. So this would have been three two. This would have been in between eleven and twelve on Brooke Baldwin's show. Because I, I remember I had the TV on pause because I have it. That I'm out doing shit. There's an hour delay. Like if you can leave it paused for an hour and then it starts going again. Mm-hmm. I had it was. I couldn't repause it. So I had to watch it live, but I couldn't actually like save it. Because that time, I'm calling people, I'm like, listen, she sees it, but in that time, James Clyburn said, if you're not black, you're not, you know, you're not black unless you vote for Joe Biden. And everyone in South Carolina did. Like, South Carolina happened, Biden took 39, Sanders took 15. Buttigieg did not get one, and his whole question the whole time was, Buttigieg, can you get a black vote? Hmm. We need you to get one black delegate. We can't run you for the major ticket nominee if you can't get a black vote. None. So he didn't get any there, and that was the logic they used when they'd pull him two days later. He'd still be, at this point, you add 39 to Biden, he's only ahead of Bernie by 10, and he's ahead of Judge by 20. Going into a Super Tuesday where anything was possible. By Monday, the great collapse happened. Everybody, let's see if I got a list of how they went. Whoop. Yeah, we're finally almost to the end here of this part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Buddha Judge in 230 to 231. Buddha Judge and Klobuchar drop out. Um, man, Debbie Waltzman Schultz. 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 Remember her from Florida? Yeah. She she endorsed him on that Monday. Tammy Blabbermouth du- Schultz. Tammy Duckworth. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it, corrupt Schultz. I mean, she's one of the ones that fixed the DNC in 2016. She was the head. Mm-hmm. And she had to step down. They moved on. 
Okay. Who else we got? Tammy Duckworth floated as a VP. Um, Marsha Fudge, the lady that they always say is going to challenge Nancy for the House of Representatives. She jumped on boards. Um, Beto, he was on board. The Castros, all these people he had reached out to in a year to the day. It was a year to the day that Biden called Beto and talked to Jen O'Malley Dillon, who would join his campaign basically this day. Hey, you want to be my VP? Oh, no, Beto's going to stay in. He actually has a chance of winning. No, he doesn't. You can, This big power move. All this staff, all of... At this point, Biden wasn't being staffed on the ground. He was all TV ads and name recognition. Mm-hmm. He didn't have people knocking doors on the streets. That's what the DNC has always done for him. They, they get annoyed that Joe doesn't like to do that stuff. Joe doesn't like the fundraising. Joe likes to tell stories and be the relatable Scranton Joe. The guy mm-hmm. that you talk to, you have a beer with, you joke around with. He's not a guy that's going to call up asking for money. Hunter's going to do that. Jim Biden's going to do that. Joe just does the talking parts. Mm-hmm. That, that's just his MO. So they didn't, they were yelling at him for not trying, but all of a sudden on Super Tuesday, all of Clinton's old 2016 campaign that was spread out through all of those different, all those different teams you see on those board, they all just came together. And all of a sudden, Biden had a massive ground game. Out of the blue, we went from none to completely decked out. The whole red DNC gave him everything that they've been doing, every door knocked in Texas by Beto and Castro, all of it just collapsed into Biden. Off a no, he did, as you can see here, there was no one event besides he did well in South Carolina, which the only justification for him still being in it was that he could do well in South Carolina, yet alone he still didn't prove that he could win a state in the Northeast or the West. Mm-hmm. Like That's just one state down South. Shouldn't it be a game breaker? Mm-hmm. It was. It was good enough, though. And they collapsed it completely in around him. All the votes. So, so this happens on Monday. And I bet on the broker convention. But it goes from uh, plus 160. So it's probably uh, minus 160. It's probably going to happen to plus 600. Massive underdog. Probably where the Republicans are sitting right now in their poll. Like, you're not going to win. And that all happened in one day. Because when you looked at the math, all of a sudden it went from being over-brokered to you were going to have five candidates. You were going to have Biden, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Warren, Bernie, Bloomberg, all going into Stupid Tuesday. There was no way anyone's getting 50 there. And there's a chance that some of them cancel. You have so many in, they cancel each other out and they double Bernie score. Mm-hmm. It could backfire and you could guarantee him a victory. So either they this saw my paper, I called them out on it. This is where they start dropping And they out, adjusted. Right? Or that yeah. was the play. They, yeah, they, this was on that Monday. They all go. The lines shift. Yeah. And all of those what is surprising to me and what always will be to this day is if you were a, a true diehard, Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar supporter, and so you've been following them for a year. You're getting ready. This is the day before you're going to cast a vote for them. All of a sudden they drop out. And saying Joe, the guy that each one of them made fun of, each one, one of them has said for a year, obviously if we thought he was qualified, we wouldn't be running. Yeah. Would they all drop pe- out to let him win. And remember, they couldn't. This isn't like the, in the 2000. Um, it's not in the, the general election when they had the mail to save them. That those unenthusiastic voters that wouldn't have gone could just say had a bad day and say, "Yeah, I'll send in my Biden ballot at any point in that month." You still had to, after finding out that your favorite candidates dropping out. For me, it was Tulsi. If Tulsi dropped out and told me to vote for Biden, I would still be. I, I wouldn't vote for her because I'd be pissed at her. I'd wreck myself. In. I'm yeah. not going to go cast mm-hmm. a vote for Joe Biden. He got it right. on his own. Mm-hmm. All those votes were apparently cast, and nobody ever questioned that because Democrats aren't allowed to question other Democrats. What about these mysterious votes on what's going on in 2020? Why don't we try looking back at the 2019 Democratic run-through? 
because they were doing all this. You were saying what was going on with COVID. I think the Princess Diana, that was the boat that got quarantined mm-hmm. and was sitting outside of California for 50 days. I think that was the beginning of February, middle of February, February 28th is a date I remember where they were still playing um, uh, cruise commercials. Yeah. So I, on one hand, they're saying... I think it was earlier than that because I was on the last ship that came back into Miami. It, when was that? Uh, I, th- I think it was the end of February, I think. Okay, so the month of February. The month of February. When, it start, when the quarantine started? Yeah, I, okay. I left. Everything was normal, and I came back to no one was at work. <laughs> right, yeah. Like right. No, it had to have been March because of St. Patty's Day. Yeah. It yeah, was it was St. Patty's Day weekend. Yes. Was the St. Patty's Day was like the last free weekend, and then everyone's life's ended. The, mo- <laughs> the month of February, we knew that it existed. There mm-hmm. were people panicking about it, but there was no all the way the news was going. It was really funny. It would go, Bernie, dirty scary coronavirus. Donald, dirty scary coronavirus. Man, Joe Biden's so calm. He looks pretty clean. Bernie, dirty coronavirus. Trump, dirty coronavirus. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to go back to Joe Biden? There was no coronavirus. There was no dirt. Bernie, coronavirus. Donald, coronavirus. Biden plug. That went on for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And and I people watching that, that's where like how many that did actually show up. People were getting panicked. And when you're viewing the outsiders, which Trump is a true outsider, Bernie, as you can see, I have my doubts on whether he does have a stupid hat. He's a pretty big stupid hat, so he's not a real outsider. Trump was a major outsider. He did just storm in, take the hat. Mm-hmm. In this instance, people, when you have a pandemic, uncertain death, what do you want? The establishment or the outsider? When you're being told that you have a global science disaster, do you like... What, you yeah, want the guy I'm, who's I'm, I'm, buddies I'm, with all the experts. I'm asking that, yeah. I'm asking that question kind yeah. of like... like right. I mean, I I don't want that, but I can see how a lot of Americans right. just would want to, something calm, something that they can count on. And, and, and that's Joe? Well, Joe's been in the and party that's, for well, And that's, years. well, see, and this is, okay, so where does my theory move? Right then, they just blew up my theory. They go in and publish my article. So after they make the broker convention not possible, they they um, put it out on Smirconish's weekly um, paper, which, you know, a lot of good that day. Like, it's talking about an event that's no longer happening. Yeah. That was kind of pointless. But what I was realizing, so I started figuring, how can they trust Joe? Well, if you know he's not going to get pulled for impeachment, for the legal hearings, you know that the scandals aren't going to rock him. The public seems fine with him staying in a basement. You can basically remember the goal at the beginning that we that we established is the Democrats don't or the establishment doesn't want to run a long race. They want to come in in the last three or four months with momentum and take the stage by storm. They don't want to sit and fight Trump all summer. You don't want to have Andrew Cuomo getting getting in a slugfest with Trump all summer. You want to wait. Till the end of summer at the convention in, at the at the end of August because it was supposed to be most conventions are in June. The pandemic moved it to the end of August. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there going, now it's you're only going to have to run a month and a half long race. Now this went from a three months is is short. Now you just got to really quickly get pull behind and whenever you want. They already have all the delegates picked. Bernie gave away that debate. So after that after that stupid Tuesday, Bernie had a chance for a one on one. He had a fireside chat where they just talked about how dumb Donald is. And that was it. Bernie just accepted because I think Bernie saw the the panic was happening. You could tell that this pandemic was going to be bad for Trump. Bernie and Democrats are going, well, anything to stop Trump. They all just caved. They all just walked to the side. Mm-hmm. They let Bernie. They figured the establishment's got this. 
And Biden. Abrams had the mail in ballot. So the question, the question is, is how do they pull out Biden? Now you got him in there. You gave him, you gave him the biggest hat in the party. He doesn't know what to do with it. You could have gave him this at any point, but for some reason now, Joe Biden will become king. After all, you had all these opportunities. He was in ten times better shape the last times you turned him down. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden, he's the one we're going to go with. Now, mind you, if they put in Pete Buttigieg and they call him and tell him they want him to step down, that he wasn't meant to be the main candidate, you think him or Amy's going to do that? Amy Klobuchar? Mm -mm. Joe, though, let's listen to what they want to do with Joe when they have Just issues. like when Barack and I did. It's in private. She'll say, I think we should do A, B, C, or D. And I'll say, I, don't, I like A, don't like B and C. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. But, and I, like I told Barack, if, if, if I reach something where there's a... A fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Um, two months ago. Yep. This was about, a, not two months, it was like, yeah, was this after the election or before? This was after. This is, that was after, this is that after, was after the election. The election. Yeah, this is like, really recent. This was, um, let me look at the date we got here. This was in December. Okay. So, and this, I didn't play it. I mean, the listener can't see, but Kamala Harris is just staring him down. Death stares. Shaking like, her head. If like, she could close his mouth. On, but just like, if she could close her head. She actually shakes her head no. Yeah. And like, if she could close his mouth with her eyes, she would have. Like, it was just one of those like, you just said no. And then to, to Jake Tapper, don't follow it up. Don't worry, he didn't. CNN is like, oh, oh God, in the ear. Nope, oh, we're not talking yep. about that. Never mind. Yeah. Who Why told, did he just say Who that? told Joe to tell the fake sickness plan? <laughs> who told Joe the plan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a very strange thing to oh, say, yeah. man. Uh-huh. So, uh, going, one of the uh, other, I'm talking weird things, and this is when my timeline stops. At this point is when I quit keeping track of the, I basically spiked the I mean, scoreboard. this is where we're at now. Yeah, because fr it froze. Mm. The next thing you know, the corona was here. We're locked down. We're voting by mail. All of a sudden, my biggest criticism of the Democratic Party, you dumb bunch of door knockers. You're just harassing people. You're not doing anything for the community. Turned you're walking around trying out. to take, doing, scheduling these weird interviews with people. Mm -hmm. So that's not productive. If anything, you're turning off voters. Well, if that doesn't matter, and the only standard is mailing, well, all of a sudden, that strategy that they employed for so long became useful, became relevant, not only relevant, lethal. Mm -hmm. that, that dumb ground game that you giving gold stars for knocking 100 doors, all of a sudden those are 100 mail-up outs. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I'm trying to think that instance, uh, there's a real odd moment they looked like they were going to pull him in the middle of July. Uh, there were so many odd moments with Joe. Yeah. The, the convention, and that's where so this whole thing about a broken convention the Democrats never even had a real convention. Mm -hmm. We talk about like things you can do and you can't do virtually. The idea of a convention, convention virtually, no. you have a hundred people who can intermingle. So if there's a hundred of us here, when we I talk to Brandon, think of something. I go over talk to. We all have all these isolated conversations. Mm -hmm. You can't do that in a Discord chant. You can't just do a wall of delegates and call it a convention. Because that's what if we did broker it? What if they did decide to pull Biden out in July, and we still have all the delegates picked? They'd get to, it wouldn't be Kamala, he waited to pick Kamala Harris until July. And did that whole long month where he named every ethnic woman in the party as a potential VP choice. Mm -hmm. Just to pick the one that was going to call him racist that, on day that one. That bothers me so much. <laughs> like, why, why do they pick based on their sex and their ethnicity? And say they're going to do and it. They, they say Go it. ahead and do it. Just don't say it. It's say so she, dumb to come out and say yeah, you're going to do claim it. Claim she's the most qualified. Don't say she's only qualified <gasps> because she's you, black. You are hurting her cause. You're, right. you're actively discrediting her by yeah. making it sound like she couldn't have gotten it if this was any other way. Like, obviously. Obviously. But 
neither here nor there. We are where we stand today. The mayor, yep. nobody fought the mail. Right now, you want to check the Georgia primary? Just so yeah, this, well, this is gonna be way late. Yeah, this is this gonna come. You, you will This will not be recorded until about a week and a half after this happens. Right. So, but in my mind, I am assuming right now the Senate is about to go out of control. And this, what I thought was, I, when I thought when I started the delegate watch, I was trying to save the party from itself. Now I'm trying to stop the party. And to everyone out there, this used to be the party that would ask, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Now, I want anyone to look at anything that these Democratic little silly hats have done. For four years, I could go back 30 and ask, what have they done for you? I'm not asking the people that get paid, not the Brookings Institute, not Perkins Coey. We're not talking the big tech teachers union, um, the military industrial complex, the medical industrial complex, all these people, big pharma, the old labor union. I'm not talking anybody, any of the delegates, anybody who's getting paid to be a local DNC pep talk guy. None of those. I'm talking just what would have been Alec. What is us? Non-ranking silly hat. Just people that they're, they're only, it's more of a silly pin. Is you're just a voter. And in Democrats, you don't even get the hat. You just get a little pen. Mm-hmm. You have to get that hat. You got to do something for them. Uh, and and you look at it. What does the Democratic Party do for the country? What does the Democratic Party do for you, the individual? I'm looking at both of those, and it's nothing. They do nothing productive for anybody. They, they poke out potential problems, provide no solutions for them. They're continually putting down others as a way of building yourself up. And you're... you're Ranking system is completely based off of loyalty. Mm. Knows no merit. Look at poor Stacy. Where's Stacy's hat? Think about it though. She doesn't have a hat. She she ran for governor. Well, didn't she's win. Getting her hat now. Well, here's the problem. If they don't take the Senate right now, she's not going to get confirmed. You can't be appointed to a cabinet position if you've never won elected office. That's easy for Republicans to go. Nobody in the history of the planet has gotten together and say she should be in charge. You're going to bypass them and sub her right into the postmaster general mm. with the 50-50 Congress or 50-50 Senate. She's going to get her big hat. And we're about to see over right. these next so couple weeks. Even even though the listener will already, hopefully, already know the results yeah. of this election, we're sitting at 79% right now and there are 3.4 million votes cast. Where do you think they're at? What, pardon me? There's 3.4 million votes cast. We're sitting at 79%. Where do you think they're at? When you say they're at, you mean what percentage? Of the like who, do you think's, who do you think's winning right now? I think it has to be the um, Democrats. No, Republicans in both are up by about a percent. Okay, let's check the lines here. But remember, we still got that, 20% no, that, and that, however that much is, is going to come in this week. This would be a relief. I'm not Without context here, I don't know what ballots haven't been counted yet. Yeah, I, I don't have a map in front of me. So. No, the odds still have overwhelmingly de- Democrats at 2 to 1. Warnock's at 3. So I'm wondering if I, I don't if it comes up. I wonder what the news is doing right now. Like, how are they reporting this? I, I wonder if Atlanta's in. That's good. that's a big part. Well, that's what there's four or five different counties in Atlanta. Right. I think the Cobb is usually. But whoever the listeners, when we release Decatur. this, they should know the results already. So that's. This might be very daunting if you but. know the results already and you listen to this. <laughs> oh, these silly hats. The what I was calling them, the SHS. Mm. They're about to turn into DCP, the Democratic mm-hmm. Communist Party, because what I didn't get to with that peer review is giving the the congressman this strong of a pick is just creating a parliament. They're gerrymandered. These seats are already organized. You know 
over 500 out of the 550 House seats are the same every year. So you know whether a Democrat or Republican is going to win. You get appointed to these districts for 30 or 40 years, and then you get an extra vote for the president. The way a parliament works is the people of Great Britain don't think to cast the vote for who they want their presidential candidate to be. But as a, let's say you're a Tory. You elect, all the Tories get together, and they pick amongst themselves who's going to run for president. So you get a vote for your local official, your local House of Representative, and then that representative represents you when you go to pick who's going to become the, what are they called, prime minister. Mm -hmm. So the people never get to do a primary. That's a big thing between a a a people's democracy and a a parliamentary Mm -hmm. democracy. The parliament, as long as you can secure those seats— then you can make sure that the people you're putting in those seats always pick the same people. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats, when you look at them, their Senate is a big parliamentary democracy. These people have been around for 40 years, and they get the way outweighted say of the, who gets to appoint our president, if you're a Democrat. The Democratic people have no say. So Democrats out there, if you're not getting paid by the party, you shouldn't be voting for them. I'm not saying vote Republican, but understand that this is really a money scheme. Right. It's just a big way to, you got Brookings Institute puts out science that science is going to be what perkins Coie sues you for or why the democrat has to pass their policy and all of the perkins Coie is just a bunch of democrats brookings institute just a bunch of democrats it's not peer-reviewed this is all the same it's it's reviewed by one person a bunch of times that's not that's not freedom that's not what any even if what what they believe is the policies you want you need to find somebody else and we, so, we need to break up the uh, two-party system. Yeah. Are we going to end it here? Yeah. Thanks for, for anybody who stuck around this long. Yeah, this is the second edition of Silly Hat so Society. A lot of... Um, we'll probably get another gonna, edition of this. Like I said, this is going to move to the DCP. Mm-hmm. My rhetoric is going to get a lot more intense <laughs> if we're going full climbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. That's... I, I don't know... Right now that these people that have been making fun of their hats for four years, their hats are turning into big sticks. Mm-hmm. They're going to be power now. Like this is not just some dumb thing like, oh, you got to listen to me because mine's the coolest. No. Yeah. No. Right. It's been fun to be along for the <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, thank you for being yeah, here. You got, Bring you back on again here again. Having me, yeah. I, think I you, like having you here. You might have more recording time than Alec now. Yeah. Uh-oh. This whole night. Maybe more hours. I think <laughs> we're, we're on like a long we're time. On, okay. We've done two and a half hours tonight. All right. Have a good night, this, everybody. This episode's an hour and a half. Uh, if you're still listening, subscribe, follow us, whatever you can do on the platform. Give us a like if that's possible. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And... Get in an argument with Greg emails, on Twitter. Emails. Call your own foul at Gmail. Oh, yeah. If you got a topics or anything, call your own foul at, at gmail.com. Gmail. We're going to have a website up. I bought the website Ooh, earlier nice. in the week. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to slowly start trying to. But I encourage somebody to get in an argument with you on Twitter. Engage. <laughs> or help. I see. I'd rather, instead of arguing with me, try and help me argue with other people. I'm trying to instigate a or response from these blue checks. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Or you can argue me. I don't know if I'd engage. I don't know if I punch down on Twitter. I only take shots at blue chips. <laughs> I'm going to sit around and mess with a bunch of unverified accounts. <laughs> These verified I'm, accounts I'm, I'm, give you the power to go after the blue chips. True. We're, that's it, starting from the bottom up. I just want to start with the blue chip. I just want to go straight. I want to be able to say, I want to you can't see my message immediately. You, you can't just start with the blue chip. No. You gotta, Take gotta, advice from the master. It took me one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>